0: bachelor friends a lot, and they were all closer, a lot of them have moved away now, and you know? what I needed I, was really just some quality time with him, but to be validated that our relationship, it was more than his friendships, small yes. I know, not entirely confident when in here, so I would rather than, and I hadn't pinpointed what it was I needed yet, Found myself finding reasons why he couldn't go out with his buddies, and some of it was trust—that you know, is he going to behave himself, so to speak? Not get a DUI, not come home, and then—and he was living with us, with Stella and I. So was he going to come home in a manner befitting a household with a toddler? So I had some fears. So I kept finding reasons why he couldn't go out. And he got really crazy about the micromanaging. So finally, we were able to explore that enough. And this was before I had my regular yoga practice. And so it's very interesting, the differences in in how I deal with things now versus how I did before I had developed my own practice. And so we really finally had that conversation And he was able to become aware of the needs that I had and the fears that I had. You know, but that's usually how I Anger and micromanagement, yep. I am my mother's daughter. I guess we all are, really, aren't we? How do I deal with living with my mom? I have definitely come to accept that there are parts of her that I cannot change. And again, in the same way with Nicholas, to practice love and kindness. It's called a metta where you actively send that person loving thoughts your compassion rather than, you know, attacking them for what they are not to find compassion for the trials they've been through, but I do I definitely, living here has actually been very good for my relationship with my mother We we're different we're just different creatures, we don't necessarily communicate in the same way and that's not necessarily a bad thing we have common ground that we can stand on. And living with her has helped me find that, because I wouldn't have otherwise found it. A lot of how I mother is a homage to how my mother mothered me. There are certain things that I do differently. And it actually took my brother making different choices than I helped me understand why my mom took it personally when I did do something things differently, even though I did a lot of the same things, because to have someone parent differently who is close to you, you know, who is family, is to say, the choices you made I reject as wrong. Even though that's not what they're saying. Even if it's, this works better for me in my time. You know, the job uh that you know that my choices were neglectful but you know the the job the choices that i've made and whatnot and, and then there's the issue that my brother actually did say that you know that my choices were neglectful but whatever but i can understand uh now that my mom would have taken some of that stuff personally because my mom in the way that she mothered
1: i would have landed in there
0: there's a lot of emotional she's still in some was an emotional child. There are a lot of scars, a lot of unparented. She was born in Italy during World War II and in many ways she was still an unloved, unparented child. And I have to give her so much credit for, for making very active choices to not burden us with those things. She really did do the very best that she could with the skills that she had. And I think that that I wouldn't have come to that place of compassion if I hadn't had to move back home. And if you, you know, she's an amazing gardener. I suck at gardening, but I try. I look up to her in that way. You know, the various crafts and whatnot that we both enjoy doing, we both knit. Well, she's far better than I am. She's literally the doing it. She doesn't remember not knitting. So, you know, those are the kinds of things. that she's making, the homemade pasta, that kind of stuff we can't connect over, well, um, The chickens and the bread and, you know, we do things differently. And I definitely know that there are some things like canning. I tend not to eat Mom's canned goods because she just doesn't follow procedure and that scares me. I mean, she never follows procedure, which is what makes her an excellent artist in the kitchen, but I'm a very procedural person. That's coming back to the whole, you know, we are cut from different cloth. We just are. It doesn't mean that I can't appreciate her and admire her and be grateful to her. The screen comes down after that monologue and plays the following link or one like it, and it is a news news footage from the Gulf Oil spill so, and the oil subsidies, the tax subsidies that BP was getting. Um, see. And after that, a piece of news footage plays. The the screen goes. The multimedia screen disappears again. And an elderly woman with a heavy, very traditional Roman accent walks back and forth from the kitchen counter to the table. Her granddaughter sits at one end of the table doing homework. She's the granddaughter's wearing a parochial school uniform. Her guest is a family friend in her 40s. Assists with the table setting and listens attentively. To um, who's playing Aurora? you going Okay. All right. Let me go shoot, please. please. Don't let me you Yeah, baby. What are you doing Oh, the first I saw my baby. Oh, my goodness. I thought it was uh, the most beautiful baby. Okay, <laughs> It's a lot of work, see, it's a mother. It's a lot of work. But uh, you know, a mother a mother is uh, nice, yeah. It takes a bible to be certain. You know? So, Unfortunately for her. hurts the heart, everything I think. But I think that you change, uh, you change when everything is different. First you think a lot of yourself, but you think a lot of your husband, I guess. And then when there's the baby, you think just to the baby, you know? But uh, the feeling that I, that I had uh, just to the baby everything more, well, one time I got so scared. I think the mother was a few months old, maybe, no. It was a little than, more than a few months old there, because I think after the, 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 she was three months old, they tell you to give her a little cereal or something. So she taken a little run or two in the little spoons and then all at once she went slump over. I thought she died. So. Good thing Franco was there, we got in the car and three minutes we were in the, into the doctors. Who was close to us? She went to sleep on there. You know, she got stank. I a manola no, saw, so, you know? Uh, it's an or, it's okay. that's an artichoke yeah. yeah I know well nobody it doesn't even matter if nobody in the audience understands it because you just get the fact that this is a very yeah, yeah. I, it's the nuclear cool family so that was tomorrow I was almost 31 when I had Tomorrow. I was 30 when uh, me and Franco got married because after 11 months I had the baby, I had the baby right away well I was already 30 when I got married, right, I was, uh, yeah, okay because uh, we got married in 59, Tomorrow was born in 60 and uh, yeah, so uh, 5 years later I had Matteo, because I had a hard time uh, you know, I had the cesarean, and uh, I was in the hospital and nine, ten days with the Tamara and with Mateo. It was cesarean too, but they tell you uh, you first, if, uh, you first have uh, you have to have a second. Then, uh, yeah, and I had a hard time, and they didn't think we could have had uh, anymore. But then the uh, Mateo came, and that was good. That was very good. And without him right now, you know, I would be so long. Oh, thank you. Ma, also to a mom, she had the four. Yeah, I know.
1: Oh, she said every... Oh, she said every man needs to be something behind the see! I to and I was having a legal problem during the first six months so. <laughs> and so I found her what do I do?
0: She said to you don't hit him. Uh, Back into the story, you know the story of Bethany when uh, she hit him with the frying pan, what's her name? And uh, and I scream and everything and he didn't do much and that was it and it felt good, you know, after he screamed, that's something I say, even the kids would say, Ma, why you scream a lot? I say, yeah, it makes him feel good, though. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? You, you know, you have to take uh, everything the way it comes. I think with Franco, maybe with Franco we got sick, uh, I noticed after I had Tamara the shock when uh, we had Tamara, because when the mother, Franco was six years old when the mother died in childbirth, yeah, when I had Tamara, I said I saw like a problem, he got like a nervous breakdown, So then, of course, he already have a nervous breakdown in the army for uh, the Korean War. Yeah, so he had that problem over there. But we called. Uh, I first, I didn't know what was going on because I didn't know. You know, I didn't know. I thought he changed a lot, this guy. You know, maybe he mean or something. I don't know. Then when after I understood that he was sick, I felt different, you know. I had more compassion, yeah, I see I didn't know, he wasn't taking his medication and you know, what was he going to do, I didn't know, what did I do, eh, I waited, he was in the hospital, and after I had Mateo, he was in the hospital two months, because the second baby, you know, he didn't know was uh, going to be, when I was expecting, he started to get all shook up, because he thought if I die, then, what is he going to do with the baby, you know, like his mother did? So uh, that was hard. In fact, uh, he was in the hospital and in the meantime I was going to have a
1: baby.
0: He was with me a sorella for a few days, a week, and then finally came more. Then after uh, I, after that I took a charge. I said this is it. You have to make sure that you do take it, the medication like that. So he uh, every time I have it, have to see him take it, and then most of the time he recovers. But I had to take a charge. I did. I told him you're not gonna leave me alone no more. So the doctor said to take a certain That was a long time. And that was hard. And the kids, they don't remember Mateo. No. Tamara didn't remember. Mateo, still tell me. You should have let us know. Yeah, as kids. This, he asked me for. They were already teenagers. They were already big kids. You know, I took all on my back. Because what are you going to do? Tell the kids? No. No, you don't we went uh, we went every Saturday we went to the doctor every Saturday every Saturday, yeah just, I just did what I had to do, that's all those were the needs of the family you don't think of you anymore you don't you know, you don't, first you think of the kids and then, you know yeah well, not every Sunday Not well, once in a while watching the mass on tv and once in a while i go i take the envelope you know yeah so sunday morning there's always on the tv and every day at 9 30 there's a nice mass on the cable and, and yeah so the religion sort of got me through but maybe i was maybe just making me have a little space in paradise yeah you know or maybe this way i'm gonna have a little more space up there yeah. <laughs> I did what I had to do. What didn't help is that he was angry. Almost everything I think he did. I only think to take the medication. Sometime I had to be sure that he didn't get it out. So you really were the Oh yeah. Let's say, Got things with him, but you know, my he didn't let me do anything I want to do with you. Mm-hmm. Well you would come over, there were two things. You were little and then you had something inside yourself and you wasn't happy about it. And, and that you keep it that for a long time. That's where you we try to do our best with what we have to do. Uh, you know, pasta, imported tomato, I just take it a few little bit for that. Well, they uh, in school, I was so proud that uh, is the best for me. You know, you spend a million dollars if you have it, you spend it, the money you have for school. Me, I never. You know, the school is school to the child. Have to learn because i wasn't that lucky so i grew up and we had five years of war and mussolini no school no buses no niente and i was a kid you know and there was no. i lost five years you know i grew up after you never recuperate from that besides and um did i feel that i could do better than what i been doing i could learn more instead yeah that stopped i feel that i am handicapped in that way yeah but no i didn't have enough school for me to you know to feel right to know that i went to school that i learned a lot that i feel that i never know enough so when the kids uh, brought home a's and b's and mostly a's and they were on around all, all the time, and that was the proud moment of my life because you know I won. Especially Tamara was a uh, she had the good report card all uh, the time. Matteo had a uh, good report card, but uh, you know when he noi che mi piace parlare tanto davanti alla telecamera, oh studying la notte when stavano were studying the you know he had. Uh, all the time he had good marks too, She's just not because he studied at night Um during the day. Yeah, and in fact, when I went into, because the school, the private school, they went to the, uh, you know, the high school, what they call it now, I can't even remember the name, but anyway, regular school, the public school. I think they had. they, uh, they are good, but they know, I didn't like the dark. You know, I wanted tomorrow more to, uh, Something Maria, the Mary's school, yeah. Somehow I don't know, she say, Oh no, I don't wanna grow there, you know. And besides those wouldn't even the money. It's four times that. Oh, yeah. it's
1: twelve
0: thousand dollars now, points to benefit. So anyways yeah, I, I didn't insist so when I saw that yeah, she did yeah, good yeah. I didn't like the school I think, I don't care, nobody has no other kid of mine <laughs> is gonna go. So in Nashville high school. So that year Matteo got to go high school. We were in Italy. So we came home and it was August, the end of August at Bishop Burton and the school starts earlier uh, than the regular school. So I said, Matteo, I wanted to to go to Bishop Burton, he said, "Oh no, I don't think I want to go." They were all boys, and he didn't care. Uh, he didn't want. I think uh, that no like to go. I already had his name in the regular school, you know. I said, "Okay, let's do this. We make a deal. You start to there. You start over here at the Bishop Burton. Then if you don't like it." then you can kind of transfer to the other school, right? And that's what we did, and we went down to the school already started. When we came from Italy, oh, and then I tell you, the kids, all I want to come here. And the school already has started for three few days or something, so I insist. And I said, well, the report card was, they want the report card. So I was in the house, I'm going to get it, They're going to bring it down and add it on the room the reporter heard and he said yeah this is okay to come to our school so they took him right away so now he did really good and when he went to college because he was ahead, you know private school yeah yeah so anyway they made the me proud and when they graduate you know they made the me very proud a lot when you become a mother, you don't uh, think of yourself too much, you think only, so like, so like what I said, when they graduate, I was happy, I taught tomorrow, I taught Matteo too how to drive, i tell you a funny story, Mateo was about six he didn't want to go, they go, gonna take the driving lessons or drive the car, right? So i think it well, he was in school already. I used to go to the school and pick him up and maybe bring him down in the morning. So that was fine, no? Huh? So Mara was already working and yes, she already had a job. So Mateo said, Ma, I want to take her to driving license." I say, why you don't make it to wait next year? Because you're gonna drive right now anyway and everything, you know, so he, okay, he didn't complain so much. So, so the time went by. One day, I say I could take him to school and I pick him up the same time, you know. He say, no, Ma, don't pick me up today because I have a driving lesson. I say, you do? What do you mean you have a driving lesson? He said, Tamara gave me a check. Oh! I said, Tamara gave you a check? How dare she give you the money to go to school for the driving school? It's paid already? So what are you going to do? Tamara, she came home, Tamara told you, Tamara, I said, who told you to give a, you think uh, that I didn't have the money to let him take the lessons? I didn't want him to. It's a matter of authority. Yeah, you know why I didn't want him to take the lesson that time, but he was just about 16. I wanted to wait another year. There was no need to go about, you know, I think it bothered him and... You know, it, to drive is going to be, but I worried about this stuff, but Mateo never, never made me worried, Mateo went to some time, he went out with the kids that I knew, If uh, he had to stop and get a pizza he called, he looked at the movies or, but he said to me I'm going to stop and have an hour and have a pizza with a couple of kids and I was good, Tamara never did that, so it was uh it took her the lessons, so he had to take it for the driving test, for the test. So, because those days, the kids, they wear a long hair, you know, but at Bishop Garden you couldn't wear a certain length and that. So, I told them, oh, you go and take her the test. They see you with that lot of hair, they're going to think that this kid is no good. I'm not, you cut your hair first, then you take it to test. So the kids, they go and they get the haircut. So I said, see, you fast because uh, you present yourself nice and clean, even, you know, trustworthy. But that uh, that was fun. And I was uh, laughing a lot, and that was the most fun thing. But I had to tell Tamara, don't you dare if I tell him you couldn't do something. And I do that for him, and then she laughed. But it's And then the stream comes down, and there's another link, and this one is the uh, lingering effects of dirty bombs on health. The health and well-being of the people that that are affected by dirty bombs. And then we go into Cassandra. Um,
1: That there are too many human beings on the earth, so they're not killed. Yeah. But I think really, the biggest reason I was, that I knew how much work it would be. And I just couldn't help myself do that of work. Huh? You no? Know, it seems exhausting. Go for it. And I think it is exhausting, you huh? know. So yeah. Oh, so I only have three to do we Okay. A few bashing, anic, and sociology, and study. So, you know, the
0: studies, I graduate well,
1: Oh, absolutely. Motherhood is the yeah. There's no question. the hardest thing I've ever thought. But that so one that was missing that you lost. It comes down to really small example of this would be that you would think once your child is asleep that at that time, you know, especially when in the infants... You know, I stayed at home for the first few years of my daughter's life. You know, for the first year, they go off and on for naps. And they start to become a little bit more regular oh. and you're a little bit less sleepy. Then you go. You say, you know what? I'd really like to go buy a locust bread. And you realize that your kid is sleepy, so you can't leave the house. That's a big one. And I've actually discussed that with other mothers who like all like Yeah, I just don't know. Couple of food bags. Couple of i back up. i That's why I see you a bit up on but now you have to I yeah. well, my mind about having an Because I my husband a And if you interview him ask you the same thing, I think that show you and I want to have a But mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. so the truth mm-hmm.
1: is, stopped me mm-hmm. a very nice boy. And I think, you know,
0: you don't have to, we don't have to finish this I this like, getting too long for...
1: I think it's getting a bit long because Aaron left. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a kid. Um... About are you talking about we talking about what we before? Are talking about what we liked before? Yeah. yeah. Um... I love the continuing juxtaposition, um, with the conversations and natural disasters and shit like that, uh. It's very interesting, makes you think about, like, the world we're being raised in now. That's really, like, the main thing that kept getting to me, is that. And, um, also I really liked the characters so far. Very grounded.
0: I noticed
1: um, that I probably want to clean it up and edit it. Yeah. A little bit. Oh, I was getting yeah a little bit. Yeah. Um, there were certain parts where I think it goes on a little too long. Where the monologues are too long. Yeah. That's what
0: I was thinking. The monologues are probably
1: too long. I have to edit them. Yeah. I mean, just like the little, there's just little things that like in people's speech patterns that like.
0: That's it. But the problem mm. was because these were directly transcribed.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: I mean, a, mm-hmm. a, a personal actor would figure out how to, I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I've acted in enough plays mm-hmm. to know that you need to write normal characteristics of speech, mm-hmm. and it's the actor's job to figure it out, and nobody's yeah. a professional actor today, and that's fine. Totally.
1: Um,
0: I did have problems with Elena.
1: Yeah.
0: I had a lot of trouble figuring out, making this decision.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, how do I want to like her? Yeah. Because it was our, it was, to be honest, it was really hard to transcribe. Because was so yeah. Bad.
1: yeah.
0: But now that it's on paper, I might want to clean it
1: up. Yeah, like, I think my biggest issue um, was just some of the characters. Um, Thank you. You feel like they're talking just to talk. And um, at some point, you feel like the little bit of what they said right here could be, could be, would be clipped and nothing would be missed you know
0: that's where i think some of the monologues are too long the, yeah. the, the, what 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 and you get into it more mm-hmm. towards the end of
1: yeah.
0: of the play is that the mothers actually offer grounded practical solutions to what's happening in the world i mean not like they can solve the the nuclear power plant yeah. explosion in japan but through the act of motherhood,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they can make the earth a healthier place. And there's one woman who has a PhD in chemistry and she's mm-hmm. raising bees.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, because pesticides. of pesticides, we don't have any bees to pollinate the crops. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of killing our, you know, grocery market. So there's a mother who mm-hmm. is making a concerted, responsible effort to make the climate a better place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And those kind of things, those are what I wanted to, to point out. Yeah. But I think it does need to know. Yeah.
1: But I definitely mm-hmm. would like to find out someday when this is, if this is going to be done at the Art Center. When and where? I, I
0: don't know, they really have to say yes. I mean, I don't know that they do in a local playwrights.
1: I think they, they do, like, two or three years. Do they really? From what I gather, they were talking about, um, I think they produce, like, one or two
0: uh-huh. yeah. That would be sweet. I,
1: I, don't, I don't quote me on it, but I'm, I was told. Okay. Um, but then again, I was told that we were going to try to work with the art center to do something one of these semesters, and it never happened, so. Who's we? The English Society? Oh, no, not the no. English Society. Um, I was talking to Natalie Huia about that, but that's not even... Don't even cut that out if we, uh, put that on like, you know, there. Uh, uh, I'm not bringing people's names here. So. Granted, I could hear you most of the time because I am partially deaf oh. and... Oh, I'm so, sorry.
0: Oh, that's fine. That was fine. I was just, trying to talk loud.
1: That's fine. It's just, uh, any other sound can sometimes block out an entire person talking. That's why well. well, I don't like to ride in the back of the car sometimes because I can't hear mm-hmm. anything anybody saying in front the front seat. But, um... Uh, the, the biggest issue I had that I noticed, especially while I was reading, is that there's a lot of unused repetition. Say, that's, when say sentence, that's what I was noticing, and then you'll say the same sentence again. Because, that was just, that.
0: because there were, this is just like a straight transcription, and that's why I think you're right. I have to go back
1: mm-hmm. and, and edit
0: it. But that's just how they naturally talk. And, for a while, I was kind of vacillating on going, i going to go stay with the natural sound of the dialogue, and, but then to read it out loud, to hear it out loud, it does need to be added.
1: I think you can and still keep the added. essence of the natural dialogue without having it um, as repetition, yeah. you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. You can, yeah. A
1: lot of it can be kept. Um, it's just, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of things in there, too, like, uh, you, know, uh, right, you know, right, you know what I mean. I took I all don't. the ums
0: out. I had left all the ums in at first, and then I was rereading it and going, oh, no. <laughs> and I took all the ums out. But yeah, I do think I need to go back and play it up some more. Mm-hmm. I, do think I, need to play
1: I more mean, like that's course. the difference between like, kind of, like this conversation right here. If somebody were to transcribe it, there's a lot of lights and ums and yeah, it, and it would make us everyone and, hear and, sound. And on
0: a, and and on one hand, a professional actor would know exactly how to handle mm-hmm. that. And yeah. give the right intonation and, and have the right cadence to their to their delivery, um, but on the other hand, it absolutely needs to be cleaned up. So
1: I mean, like it's just when it translates to um, to the stage, it can't, you know, like uh-huh. direct from the mouth, kind of like just like when you translate from something from stage to screen, you gotta change a few things because it just doesn't work. Right, right. You right. know, in reality. Works a little differently than on stage and on screen, so okay. that's how I, they got So I have it.
0: some editing today.
1: Yeah, but that's not even. It's not even. Who a big do I even deal. talk
0: to? Do you know who the contact is at Ashdod? I wasn't
1: um, sure. I was actually gonna
0: wait until school started, but now I feel like that might be too late. Um,
1: I would try to get a hold of Natalie Huya and see if she can hook you up with people. Do you
0: have her email
1: address? Uh, to be oh, nhuya no. at kent.edu. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know how
0: to spell Hulia, so. Huya,
1: so. H U Y A. H U Y A. That's easy. hoo hoo <laughs> Um, yeah. Either go through Natalie or, um, Douglas Anderson. It, he's a librarian, but he does a lot of, he directs a lot of plays.
0: Um,
1: uh, he's on my friend's list on Facebook.
0: Alright.
1: Douglas Anderson. All right. Um, I might just have to recommend. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I think there's an option to do that on Facebook now. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. I might have to do that because Doug, I, I don't really know Doug personally, but I know he directs a lot of plays there, and I know that he um, has written a play or two that he's really big in that community, yeah. so, Whoop. he's a librarian. Right. The
0: other The other play I was thinking...